You are now listening to the Wheelbarrow Full of Dicks Internet Radio Program. I used to be a DJ, but yeah, I got fired. Because <laughs> people do not appreciate my remixes. I mean, I show up at a wedding, I'm thinking I'm giving the bride a little something extra. She gets all offended. Here comes the bride, all dressed in white. Now somebody say ho. WFOD. My name is Mike. I am joined by my good friend, Mr. Drunkard STL on the Twitters. Hey. And special guest joining us this week from the Not Safe for Water Coolers podcast, kind of. <laughs> Rob is here. Rob, how's it going? Thanks for having me, Mike. Your podcast sucks. Oh. When's the last time you've done a show there? <laughs> <laughs> Are we feuding? Are we feuding with you guys right now? I can never tell, really. That's a callback to your uh, interview with uh, Mr. Fallon, where he, that was the cringiest moment. I've, like, I was screaming at my car, like, no, he didn't hear you, Mike. He didn't hear you correctly. Yeah, he goes, oh, what are you, you going to do? Yeah. Rob, coming up after the break, we're going to be talking to uh, comedian Eric Schwartz. Uh, he has a new special. It's going to be on YouTube for free, you guys. Right? I've already seen it because I'm a big shot, but you can see it like in like a week. That's so. the best way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rob. Drunk, he's the king of colas. Uh, yeah, we all know that. And see, I, I need help, guys. I, I've exhausted all of my resources to get as many colas here as I can for him to try. But uh, our good friend Teresa uh, mailed us a variety of colas for Drunk to try. And uh, I, I think that this will be... Uh, Drunk was complaining. It, it couldn't have been better timing because Drunk was complaining the last time he was here, Rob, that I didn't have any more colas. I got a ton of colas out there. They're just mostly diet, and he's avoiding those. And the probiotic ones. I have several probiotic colas. He's avoiding <laughs> those, too. But those are good gotta, for the gut. He's got to try them all, goddammit. So when That's I see what, what's what he has tried... For today. I'm not getting full sugar. I'm getting them all. But it, yeah, you know, well, I got to play the theme song first. I got a package uh, in the mail just yesterday uh, from Teresa. So the king of colas, he gets to keep going. The king of colas wants to try every single one. So I go out and I get them. And he gives us a score. From all that we will learn which colas we should try and which ones they taste so bad they taste real bad. I wasn't expecting that drunk. You took like the plastic yeah, off. Yeah, so it was almost like a Starbucks thing where you had the plastic at the top. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta lie, I'm a little nervous on this one. It's foreign. It looks like soy sauce. It says hata. 
Cola Ramune. Show Rob that. It looks yeah, like- me, let me see that. What's on the? Is that a, like a, a nipple on top of that? What's on it's the? It's very unusual looking. Uh, looks like a baby bottle. On it's the got top. a bunch of Asian lettering. Now, whether it's Japanese, Chinese, Korean. Uh, oh, dude, it's got instructions on it. Instructions. <laughs> But yeah, Takes so his glasses off to read the instructions. It, it has like, uh, like a lid <laughs> on it, Rob. That kind of looks like a like a one of the fancy bottled water lids, you know? Yeah, uh, it, says it, it, it almost had like a sport top on it. It doesn't look fizzy to me. Like, I, like I, he's oh, not shaking it. It just looks like it's kind of like. So do you take that off and then put the other one back on? This is weird. Read the instructions. Drunk. You can. Drunk. Drunk needs They're, help with this. Read the instructions, asshole. I don't speak whatever this but, is. But, but it's got pictures. Okay. Uh, so you take the plastic off. I did. Then you and turn, it, to upside, turn it upside down. Okay, but... turn it upside down. And do you like slam it on there? Drunk. These guys can't even figure out how to open a cola. This I, is great. This is the king of cola can't even open a goddamn cola. Okay, so we need what's that stuff called? What's that stuff called? Hata, H A T A. And then what's the I'm gonna word Google it. it? I'm gonna Google it. So you gotta open the damn thing. There's a word underneath it. What's it say? Ramune. R A M U N E. Yeah. All right. It's a Japanese drink that combines the traditional effervescence of cola with a nostalgic appeal of ramune. What ramune is, is a lemon flavored carbonated soft drink. Oh, this was is really introduced. Twist was one of my favorites. This is weird. Drunk. I don't know how to get. Rob's open. figuring it out for us. Okay, Rob, yeah, figure gonna, it out for us. Gonna, it has directions, but they're take foreign. Take the plastic off. Yeah. Oh. You got it. I found a YouTube oh, video. What did a two-minute-long YouTube. Oh, you got it. Okay. You, you had to put your thumb through the top. Oh, okay. And then go like this. Oh. Wow. <laughs> He's like using all of his mic. Oh, to my God. <laughs> oh <laughs> and it's going everywhere. <laughs> You got, you got a paper towel real fast? No, I don't. <laughs> an actual towel? We're making a mess, drug. How many of these have you spilled in your time? You know, all the testing that you've done. Yeah, have you spilled the, any of them? Have you had a harder time getting one open? No, this is the first. Okay. Yeah, this is the first. It, it better be worth it, right? After all this uh, strife. He opens the... Oh, he's trying it. Okay, let me stop. Oh. It oh. came all the way from Japan for There's you. There's a marble in there. There's a marble. <laughs> I think that's what you pushed into it. So in the video, he, t- he takes a little piece out of the cap and uses that piece to puncture the top. And then he pushed the marble into the But I don't want drink. my marble because it's blocking the... Japanese are weird, Rob. I was, I was going to maybe... It's hard to describe. I can give you the link to the video, but it's weird. It's like this one... It's hard to even open. Like... Guys, we are going to do show. I wasn't planning on this being a whole fucking thing. It's kind of watered down. Yeah. I can't really get a good guzzle on it because of this fucking marble. Yeah. I, usually I don't add in ease of opening to the <laughs> beverage to <laughs> my to factor in the uh, yeah the packaging. You get one of those in a gas station and, and you... Uh, yeah, that, this is not a road trip soda. Yeah. That's a... For... for Four four. Four four for four, uh, four. for that baby. Huh. 
Like, I could taste the lemon, but it's like a water... I wish I could get a good guzzle on it. And then, like, this bottle is not big. This is probably a eight-ounce bottle. Yeah, the the ounces are uh, also foreign, so we don't know what it is. I found a WikiHow article that has 10 steps on how to open the damn thing. So that's <laughs> that's still show the people at home how to... Now, Rob, is the marble supposed to stay in it? Or is, <laughs> are you supposed to somehow pull it out? Yes. Making sure the concentrate pressure... Making sure to concentrate pressure in a solely downward direction. Push forcefully on the plunger until the marble drops into the bottle. Huh. Continue the holding the plunger against the opening of the bottle for five seconds until the pop has visibly settled. Remove and throw away the plunger. When drinking the soda, hold the bottle so the indentations in the neck are facing down to catch the marble. This will prevent it from stopping the flow of liquid. So there's a way you got to hold the bottle oh, so the marble I, I, doesn't. I, I think I kind of get it. That's step nine. Step ten is enjoy. So that was. Rob, you're here for an exciting one, man. This one I like this. A, this is great. This one has a marble. This one has a whole fucking thing. Yeah, you had to, so you had to, are you, to drink a soda. Now, will you allow him to revise the score if he gets a better guzzle on this thing? Um, It's not changing. 4-4? Four, 4-4 four. No. Four, four is what it is. All right. Uh, drunk, I do have... Uh, nice and busy, though. Simpsons news. And, Simpsons? And, yeah, like, and I, I don't really know how to feel about this. I think I'm fine finally, with it. Finally off the air. Or? But I'm I'm hoping that you guys can help guide Final me on seasons. this. After 34 years, the creators of The Simpsons have decided to retire the sight gag with Homer addressing it himself in episode three of season 35. Whoa, that's quite a grip. See, Marge, strangling the boy has paid off. Just kidding. I don't do that anymore. Times have changed. Now... Normally, yeah, I, think right. I heard something about this a couple weeks ago. I did as well. Yeah, I would be like, "Oh, they're they're woke in the Simpsons," but I, I think that, uh, you know, laying back on the child abuse, I, I think I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, Bart's still what second grader in the show? Like uh, the Third fourth, grader. I, fourth, I think. Yeah. Do the cat fourth and grader. the mouse still murder each other? That still happens, right? Itchy and scratchy. I don't know. I haven't seen it in a very long time. But yeah, yeah I would say that Homer strangling his, you know, nine year old son Who's still watching 35 years. Really? Nobody, but I, I, I feel like we're still aware of the Simpsons to a I point. I can't believe with, it's still on. Uh they're, they're probably still making money off of it. Uh so I mean somebody's watching it. They're they're still pumping out that merch, you know. It's I know people that are like, I love The Simpsons when it was in like seasons four through nine. That was like 26 years ago. <laughs> like, that's how long ago that was. I mean, <laughs> well, there's probably I, I still watch South Park. South Park's great. There's probably still people like me who once you start buying the DVD sets, you have to have all of them. You can't not have the complete collection. And so every year they put out the new Simpsons set and you got to buy it, right? No. They still put them on DVD? I don't know. Maybe maybe they can still sell them to HBO Max or something. Speaking of I which. I was about to say, I think you're missing, no, Disney one, Plus. you're missing one in the Terminator series. I know that for a fact. I think I'm missing two in the Terminator. I don't have Gen Y, sis, or that last piece of shit. <laughs> it was not a piece of shit. Uh, so Dark I, Fate? I got, I got Dark Fate. I, I, I've really been thinking a lot about this Wiley Coyote thing the last couple of days. Okay, what happened with Wiley Coyote? So, WB finished. The movie's done. 
They've put it in front of test audiences. Oh, the Wile E. Coyote movie. It's in the can. It's a movie where it's like it's like a Roger Rabbit. Like it's live action. Oh, cool. But cool, Wile E. Coyote's cool. a cartoon. All right. John Roadrunner, I assume, too. In I, I assume the Roadrunner's also in it. John Cena's in it. Well, Will Forte's in it. He is it, a certified genius, right? It has motherfucking stars in it. And WB just said you know what? We're not putting it out. We're going to take a tax write-off on this movie. We're, we're just not going to release it. At all, anywhere. And the test apparently the test audiences liked it. It did well. But they were just like, you know, we're going to have to like pay to to like promote it and stuff and we just don't want to. They're not even gonna like put it on a streaming service or nothing? Well, that's what they said. They said they're gonna take the tax right off and shelve it. And they've already done this with a Scooby-Doo movie that was in production. They did it with a Batgirl movie which was in production. Yeah. But this movie's fucking done. People involved in the movie are disappointed and, and the guy who made the score for it was like posting like a full fucking orchestra playing this awesome score. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you guys aren't going to hear this because they're not going to put the fucking movie out. And I thought a lot about it. And in the, in the recent days, they've said Amazon is reaching out to possibly buy it off of them. And like there's other studios that are interested in maybe putting it on their streaming service. Like, you know, I think that the tax write-off, they aren't recouping their money even close to it to where I would think that an Amazon or something would probably make them a better offer than this. That's what I was going to ask. How much money could they be getting in the tax write-off to shelve the whole <laughs> right. movie? And, and so, like, when, when this other news came out that other streaming services were willing to buy it off of them and stuff. I was like, why didn't they do that first? Like, why wasn't that their first call? Hey, Netflix, do you want to buy this for what we paid for it? I mean, it's a fucking Looney Tunes movie. It's fully done. Fucking John Cena's in it. You can sell it for something, right? Yeah. Uh, Also, going back to what you said before, the background, how bad is the background movie? You think it's bad or like, I thought it was done, too. You said it was in production. I thought it was done. Is it done or no? I think it's done filming. It's not done with all the extra stuff they do to it and stuff. Could it be that bad? I can't even imagine how bad it... But, but I mean, like, this movie, from all accounts, is good, and they still show Does Warner Brothers not have any money? I don't know what the deal is with fucking Warner Brothers. But I, I guess, A, the first question is, if you were a creative... Why would you ever sign a deal to ever work with Warner Brothers ever again? Uh, but two, you're you. And okay. Warner Brothers calls you. Nope. Yeah. And offers you a Looney Tunes movie. If you know everything about that, if you know it's going to get shelved, but you know you're going to get to work on something as awesome as this, and have a huge budget. I'm sure everybody was paid well. I mean, yeah. paid what they're worth to a certain extent. Is it still worth doing? I guess that's what I've been thinking about is like, you know, like, is it worth doing knowing in advance that it's not going to come out? Yeah, I don't know. It depends. That's hard. It depends on how much money you're getting, probably. But I, <laughs> I, I wanted to say this, looking up the movie because I want to see what it was called. And I'm seeing articles now that says, They've reversed their decision. Now they're going to allow outside distributors to purchase the film after yeah. public protest. 
I mean, it was like one day, so it didn't really take them that long to reverse their decision. Maybe it was all a marketing thing to begin with. Who knows? But let's say a really rich guy was going to pay you handsomely to like produce something. Like, yeah. let's say, let's say you're really good at making cakes. Okay. Every day you make an awesome fucking cake. It tastes delicious. You, you, you decorate it. It's beautiful. But at the end of the day, he wants you to throw it in the garbage and like never give your cake to anyone. But he's paying you to do what you love doing and what you're great at doing, but you're never giving it to anyone. Like, do you still do it? Do you still make the cakes? Is I probably still do it for the for the experience, for the love of it, and I'm getting paid, right? So, I mean, that's, you know, I... I mean, now John Cena, he doesn't need to do that. He doesn't. What's the motivation for John Cena to do that, right? If he knows it's going to be shelved, I he has no reason. I mean, he's got all kinds of loot. I don't know. I, I guess I, I'm thinking like, you know, my my job, if I found out that like my job wasn't going anywhere, like like if I was doing what I'm doing and like the end product was just going in the garbage would I still go there and do it? Like, is that important John to Cena, me? John Cena's back to wrestling right now. I know. Well, that's because of the actor strike. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure he's probably done now. <laughs> no, he's still yeah. done. He's, been, he's yeah. gonna be on the next pay per view. In a couple. couple well, weeks. they gotta end his storyline. Maybe he'll die. <laughs> in the limousine. I don't. I don't know. I. So, I mean, like all these people got to work on this cool thing. They all got paid for it. Is it being released? Part of it. I guess. Of course. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, it's no one's ever going to know going in that it's going to be shelved. So they're not going to it's it's a it's a it's a hypothetical question. I get that. But it's you know, if if you're someone that's trying to make a name for yourself in the business and maybe you want to work with these people again, like there's more than just the movie getting released. Right. I could be I could be a second unit director on this film and working with this guy. He thinks I did a great job. Maybe I get more jobs in the future because of that. So it's not just the filmmaking money it's the relationships you make and the and the you know working experience you have on the film sure, that could get you sure. more work yeah one I of the, one of the guys that we've talked to recently like if you if you look at the stuff that he's got coming out in the future he's working with all the same people he probably just enjoys working with those people you meet yeah. people along the way you make connections it's it's all good uh let me ask you this what if you make a product that you're really proud of and like you're very, very successful for a long period of time to a point where you think that you could be the best selling, let's say, country musician of all time. Not even country musician. Let's say you are a country musician, but you might be the best selling physical media album artist of all time. But the way to do that is to trick people into buying your old albums over and over again at a crazy low value just so that you can be the best-selling artist of all time. Oh, and by the way, you put out a new album and you're only selling it at the Bass Pro Shop and only if they also buy your three previous albums that most of your fans probably already have, but you have to buy it again to get the new album. And it's only for sale at the Bass Pro Shop. You'll be Garth Brooks in that case, right? Now, Rob, Garth Brooks is very close 
to being the best-selling artist of all time. Didn't he sell one of his greatest hits albums at McDonald's when we were young? And he's obsessed with it. Yeah, yeah. He's he's done so many of these crazy deals, Rob. I have Garth Brooks's catalog like three times because they're so cheap. Does he it, was selling. Does this include Chris Gaines' catalog too? No, no. So <laughs> I, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Garth Brooks is putting out a new album. Because I heard Chris Gaines is putting out a new album too. Garth Brooks's new album will not be on Spotify. It will not nope. be on Ad- on Amazon Music. It will not be on Apple Music. YouTube. Garth Brooks's new album is only available on CD in a box set with four other albums uh-huh. and only for sale at the Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> yeah. And you want to know why, Drunk? Why? Because then he's selling four albums and not one. And he's probably going to sell it super cheap. So, like, everybody that goes into the Bass Pro Shop is going to be like, well, fuck. I mean, for 20 bucks, I get four albums? That's such a deal. I get three albums from the 90s and one from 2020. No, not even from the 90s. It's like his last three. Oh. It's like... No, he's not on streaming at all, right? None of his stuff. No. Because he doesn't want you to stream it. He wants you to buy it so you can set that record. Because you know what? If he sets that record, Rob, he'll probably have it forever because nobody buys CDs anymore. So once he's the best-selling CD man ever, he'll always be the best-selling CD man. I bought Garth Brooks's catalog on vinyl. It was six vinyl discs... Six CDs of all of his old stuff for $11. He probably lost money selling that to me. He's had a box set at Target. He's had a box set at at Walmart. He's had a box set at McDonald's, Rob. Yeah. Before you know it, you're going to be buying Captain D's Garth Brooks album. And he said this is units, not dollars, right? Yeah, it's units because, yeah, obviously the Beatles didn't sell dollar-wise what Drake would have sold, right. you know, yeah. but who even, well, who even you, you bought the Drake album who, anymore? Exactly. Who, yeah, exactly. Um, Rob, uh, Andre 3000, uh, Tonight at Midnight, apparently, is putting out an album of flute music. Now, is he rapping over it? No. No, he's not uh-huh. rapping. He He's... he's putting out some flute stuff and people are mad at him. Why? Well, there's a really interesting, I, I, Rick Rubin has a podcast and I listened to the Andre 3000 episode of Rick Rubin's podcast where Andre 3000 was just kind of like, I don't have anything to rap about. I, I'm not interested in it. I, I'm not inspired by it. And these people that are, are like mad that he's not putting out rap music and stuff are going to be the same ones that like are mad that if he puts something out that isn't good or is uninspired yeah. and stuff. And like what he doesn't owe us anything. He Yeah. You don't got to buy or listen to it. If you don't want to, don't listen to it. I mean, the Beastie Boys <laughs> went and put out instrumental stuff. I thought it was fantastic, but I'm sure people didn't like that. Right. I mean, if you don't like it, don't listen to it. And, and I, I mean, like, if, if he doesn't want to rap anymore, leave him alone. Uh, yeah. Just, if he wants to make fucking weird flute music, and don't I, buy it. And honestly, that 
I like the way he moves songs. Incredibly different than everything else that he. Yeah, uh, but I, I just I I was watching videos of these people getting butt hurt about Andre three thousand, <laughs> not wanting to make rap music anymore, and it's like you don't want to leave him alone. Probably because rap music sucks so bad now. They want him to create something new because even if. He thinks it sucks. They will probably be better than anything that's out right, right now. Everything out right now is hemina 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 hemina. That's how they rap now. Do that again. Hemina 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 hemina. Whoa! Lay yourself down and kind of just let it be. Yeah, you know, and that's that's hard. Hemina 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 hemina. I haven't been making much music, man. My my focus is not there. My confidence is not there. Um, I tinker. I tinker a lot. Um, like I'll just go to a piano and I'll set my iPhone down and just record what I'm doing. Guys, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to uh, Eric Schwartz. He's a comedy man. Uh, looking forward to that. Stick around. Justin Timberlake, all the women love him because he's like so talented. He does everything and he lets you know about all of his talents in one song, right? He's like, I can sing, I can rap, I can be boxed too. I even got that comedy juice. Then he hits that high note, it is over, right? Cause you can't stop me from shining. I walk on water, I'm gliding. I can't do nothing wrong. I'm perfect, right? Dude, Justin needs his own TV show, right? He needs a show called, like, How Would Justin Do? Where he comes out, shows you how he does stuff. Now, how he does it, because you can't do it the same way Justin does it, right? He's like, hi, I'm Justin Timberlake. And today I'm gonna show you how I cook rice. Now don't try this at home, because you won't be able to duplicate the results. Hit it. I start off with a big old bowl of grains, yeah. I grew it in my garden, watered only by my perspiration. Wow. I can put it in the pot. I can make it hot. But don't need no gas, just watch me dance. You know how he did that? Alright, cool. <laughs> you guys having a good time tonight? Hi, I'm Dan Ferraro, and I'm listening to WFOD. In 1997, Will Smith recorded a song for the Men in Black movie. Two years later, he did Wild Wild West. After that, he continued to make movies, but no longer recorded tie-ins for them. These movies got increasingly less and less enjoyable to watch. WFOD, with the aid of artificial intelligence, asks the question, would these movies have been more fun if they had songs to go with them? Why did Will stop? This week, the 2021 film King Richard. 
Ever since I shot the semen from my penis, I've had the goal to make these girls good at tennis. King Richard, baby, serving some love, but I'm making athletes, girl, so I won't be wearing no blood. King Richard, baby, he ain't gonna wear no glove. Ooh, King Richard, he ain't gonna wear no glove. No glove, girl. He ain't gonna wear no glove. I ain't gonna wear no glove. Once again, WFOD, wheelbarrow full of dicks. Welcome back. Our guest tonight is a stand-up comedian whose new special, Delivery, drops November 24th on YouTube for links and to see where he's coming near you. Go to ericschwartzlive.com. Guys, Eric Schwartz is on the program. I, I just watched it. It's great. Uh, Thank you so much. I, I have a couple of weird observational questions about the special, and I okay. probably shouldn't start with them, but I'm just going to anyway so I don't forget. Um, All right. Are you afraid that you're going to get sued by the NFL? Because the NFL, they're, they're very litigious. They, I, I pulled this. And, you know, they have this telecast is copyrighted by the NFL for the private use of our audience. Any other you know, they have that in every game. Okay. And I remember a couple of years ago, there was a big thing about how you can't say Super Bowl because you have to say the big game. Do you remember that? Did I say Super Bowl? Eric, you, you, you showed the Raiders logo. Is the NFL going to come get you because you showed the Raiders logo? I hope so. Bring it on, buddy. <laughs> Bring it on, you motherfuckers. You're dealing with Eric Schwartz, who knows fair use copyright law. Oh, okay. Let's go. So you're okay? You're okay? Yeah. I, I'm, 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 mis uh, I misunderstood the rules. Okay. I'm directly criticizing. So fair use in parody, I've had to, I've had to research this, is uh, <laughs> when you're directly criticizing. Um, so I'm saying it, you know, the Raiders logo looks tough. It does, and, for sure. Right? Sure. But not if you use with Comic Sans. If you put Comic Sans on it, then it becomes a team for kids, right? Yeah. If you the the the, the Comic Sans, that's my uh, my Comic Sans bit that I'm that I'm uh Eric, I, I loved the font content. Thank um, you. Yeah. That yeah. is that one is is a notable I think that's gonna get a lot of attention. Yeah. No, that was that was really good stuff. And, and uh, what I like is that now this will sound weird, but I really like that you're you're obviously hungry. I can tell that you you like want to succeed, but you're not pandering. You know what I mean? You're like making stuff that you think is funny. Does that make sense? Yeah, 
Like, sure. Like you're not chasing the audience. You're making stuff that you think is funny and just expecting that the audience is going to find it if they want to. Does, because because yeah. like I, I'm watching this whole thing and I, I'm wondering, like, does 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 Eric have people that he can fit in a bill with? Because, yeah, I mean, you, you do no Trump Biden jokes. You're doing right. 10 minutes on fonts. You know what I mean? You know what? There was a space for that that existed that nobody was filling. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going after the font market. <laughs> Everyone uses them. No one talks about them. Right. Maybe a, a random bit on SNL that came out uh, bef- after after I did mine. You know, I as you know, th- I've seen things that are like in the same vein of what I've done. But I wrote that font bit literally ten years ago. Yeah. I just don't. I just have not been able to to put this thing out in the way that I wanted to, you know, I had to refinance my house and uh, pull money out of my house to make this thing. I'm like, I got to oh, so make you, the you did best the whole thing, thing yourself. The, this whole I made production. This, yeah. Cause it, it looks yeah. huge. The, the special, it looks big. It looks expensive. So if it wasn't, you fooled me, Eric, because it, it looks expensive. Well, I've been producing things since, you know, like I would say 2001, is when I started like making audio stuff. Were you a and were I, you a Vine guy? I never really got that into Vine. Okay, I was. You know, this is going to sound hilarious, and it's not even a joke. I was huge on MySpace. <laughs> I was the number one comedian on MySpace in like 2007 and 2008 when they were at their peak. Oh, and at that time, that was a big deal. I was making videos. I was one of the few comedians that was making videos at that time. And they would feature my videos a lot because they had, they had, they didn't have a lot, you know, they didn't have that much. And my stuff was like high, high production value and funny and topical. And so I got a lot of love from MySpace. So shout out to Tom. Eric, MySpace was the best one. You know what? It's like, it was an innocent time. Yeah. It was an innocent time. I I guess the, the problem is we can't all agree to go back, you know? No. Yeah, and I went back to my to my old stomping grounds, and the other Eric Schwartz took my profile somehow. I don't know. There's another Eric Schwartz that that is great, um, and I'll just I'll give him a little plug because he's a, he's a G. Uh, there's a it's very confusing. There's another Eric Schwartz that ha, that does music and comedy. Really, it's like we're almost, we're almost yin and yang because I do stand up is my base, and I do some music and now multimedia and his bass is music and a lot of his songs are funny <laughs> you guys should hook up yeah we talked about doing that doing a rap song called e equals mc squared <laughs> <laughs> we never did it that would have been genius right the, the uh the the thing where comedians used to open for bands have you considered doing that or have you done that because i think that you would if that was still a thing you'd be good yeah. at it I'd love to do that. Um, I've done a lot of musical things. Um, yeah. One of my friends is Jason Mraz. And so we've done shows together where I'm, I'm doing like comedic music and we're, you know, these are, these are smaller shows. I'm not, yeah. I haven't toured with them, but we've, I've collaborated with him. Um, I've done some songs with him, um, some sketches. So yeah, definitely like lends myself to music. I started as a DJ when I was, uh, 14 years old, I spent my bar mitzvah money on DJ equipment. Like DJ, like 
party DJ or like radio DJ? Party DJ. Party DJ. Okay. I bought turntables. Wow. Uh, I would spend all my money on records. My parents were like, you got to, you got to save your money for college. I'm like, nah, mom and dad, I got to rock these parties. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've, uh, music is a part of me. So it's, you know, it's part of my truth. My stepfather is a musician. That's a lot of how we bonded. And so, you know, I talk a lot about my stepdad in this, in this show. And yeah, so that's a, that's a part of my truth. So I use it in my show. And I, I guess to tell people your, your special has a lot of stand up comedy in it, but like every now and then you break into a song or you have multimedia up on a screen and stuff. So it's, it's not your typical stand up special, I would say. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, I really kind of wanted to set myself apart. I, I've always been really different. I've always seen myself as different uh, as a performer. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go all in on this. I'm going to show how different I am because I feel like once you put rules on an art form, right? you know, you're missing out on what things could be. I don't, I'm not one of these people that says, comedy needs to be just jokes in front of a brick wall. And if you're not doing that, you're not doing comedy. I mean, we live in a different world now to not use technology. Somebody is going to be using technology. You know what I mean? Like, why not? And I guess I kind of asked this question, but uh, I'm sort of asking it again, I guess, does that help you or does that hurt you to, to go on a bill with like five guys telling jokes Mm -hmm. and then you go up there and and do a rap song is it good because you're not stepping on anybody else because you're doing something completely different or is it bad because it's like we came here to see guys in jeans telling jokes and this guy's a different kind of thing yeah well this is the thing is that i i've become versatile so like if i'm on a show where i'm not the headliner where i'm like i I know it's like uh, the other night i did a show with Paul Rodriguez was going after me and I go, I'm only doing 10 minutes. I'm not going to do music because I don't want to put that into the room, that high energy, like where. Sure. Yeah, I guess that you, makes sense. I guess th- yeah. what, what you are that time doesn't necessarily mean that's what you always do. You have yeah. jokes to just right. and do jokes. I could do, I can do just straight up jokes yeah. if I want to, but you know, when I'm doing my headlining headlining shows and people are coming to see that sure let's get weird with it damn right i'm doing that (laughs) to me it's like i I, like years ago i was like what's the most fun for me to perform on stage i'm doing this this is my life i can do whatever i want you know no nobody's criticizing me what do i want to do and i'm like i want to have i want to combine the fun that I get from doing stand-up comedy with the fun that i get from djing that was actually what it was it was like when people are just losing them their all their inhibitions on a dance floor and just letting loose like i wanted to put that element into my my stand-up show eric another question about the special this is a little bit of a spoiler guys okay during the show guy in the crowd breaks his chair yeah chair breaks <laughs> and you notice it and you guys start talking about the chair breaking yeah. Was there I'm glad you didn't cut it. But is there was there talk about possibly cutting that out because it wasn't planned I assume. It was completely random, but it was great. It was awesome and I'm glad you didn't cut it. But did you at some point go, "Man, we should 
maybe cut that out. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's thank you for saying that because that is a big um, debate that we had. I I worked on this uh, on the edit. I did I did it all myself, but then at some point I brought in a guy named Barry Katz, who's a legendary producer. Why have and, I heard that name before? I've I've heard th- that name before. You have. You definitely yeah. have. Oh, he yeah, used for to sure. manage. You, he used to manage. He's the executive producer of Last Comic Standing. Um, he a- has managed the likes of Dave Chappelle, Dane Cook, Jay Moore, countless, countless others. Like, okay, I've, so does, not a lightweight. This is this guy's a big right. Guy. Okay, I, th- I believe Louis C.K. Uh, when you know early in his career. Um, so yeah, so he. I'm like, I'm gonna listen to you. You know, I'm bringing. We're gonna do this together. You know what you're doing. I'm listening to you. And one of the things that he said was, do you want to cut that? You know, he goes, I don't know. This is like something that happened in the room. He's more of a, you know, from the school of a purist. And so it was good to have that, that um, influence in this, um, in the edit. Right. Because, and, because it's very put together. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, it flows the way you want it to flow, but then in the middle mm-hmm. of it, guy falls out of his chair. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> So a guy falls out of his chair, the chair breaks. And it it was a moment that everybody who came to that show, they asked about that moment after the show. They were like, are you going to leave that in? That was hilarious. Are you going to leave that in? And I'm like, how am I going to, you know, sometimes it's like you have to be there. But we did test screenings and people commented about it. And so I'm like, this is a memorable moment. And the fact that you are commenting about it right. i'm gonna tell you this is my first interview about this special oh, it is uh, yeah this okay. is huh. and and so the fact that you're commenting about it and you watched it is proof that like hey people online are gonna talk about it no yeah just because it did seem like a special that you wanted to go the way that you wanted it to go i mean like if there's there's times that you're going back and forth with a video, you know, so it's probably planned to the moment. And then in the middle of it, you have this, this weird thing that you didn't expect to happen. And I, I, I thought it was great. Uh, I mean, Thanks. I'm, not, I'm not like a, a stand up comedy purist. I don't know what other people will think, but. Uh. And like you say, like, you know what you bringing that up, like, yes, there's a, there's are some places that are uh, linear, you know, yeah. we can't deviate from them. The things that are on the video, we can't deviate from those. Right. And but there's a there's a um, a theme of life. This is why it's called delivery. My show is called delivery because I deliver my material in a different way. Number one. And also there's a story of. Of of rebirth. I don't know if you caught that, but there's the beginning is me being born and the end is me like realizing what am I going to leave? What am I going to leave behind? What's my legacy? And so there's a life and death in it. And, you know, in the middle is life. The middle sandwich between those two is life. And I talk about my life and my upbringing and my family and and all that. And that's part of life is that you can plan it to go a certain way, but sometimes a chair breaks. You know what I mean? How beautiful is that? That's kind of goes along with the theme. It's deep, man. I didn't I didn't pick up on the symbolism, but I am now that you're explaining (laughs) it to me. Yeah, there's a lot of silliness in it, but if yeah. you peel back a couple layers, you see. I'll I'll, I'll peep you. I'll give you a little game here. Okay. Uh, of course, this is my first interview on it, so I haven't told anybody this. But in the beginning, you notice that God, there's a God character uh, that is very silly, kind of like Fresh Prince is what I was going for, like a Fresh Prince type of. Okay, life. yeah. 
Yeah. That kind of uh, delivery. But then at the end, God is more grounded and more serious. So I wanted to show that evolution of like, we went from totally off the rails crazy to like, okay, now this is what we are going forward. We're, 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 we, we learned something about ourselves. So. Eric, the special, it's going to be on YouTube on November 24th, right? That's right. The day after Thanksgiving, which is black Friday. And what does my last name Schwartz mean? Black. It's a symbol. Wow. That so that's the perfect day to put it out. I didn't even think of that. Wow, Eric. You're you're like Taylor Swift, man. You're putting all these these secret codes and stuff. It's weird that you mentioned Taylor Swift, the Eras tour. I'm thinking about naming my next tour the Eric Tour. <laughs> and spoofing her logo. Let's that's not, go. That's not bad, Eric. E- Eric, when you go on stage. Where's your wallet? Do you keep your wallet in your oh. pocket? Is your wallet backstage? Are you going to rob me? No, just curious. Oh, okay, okay. My wallet, I usually take it out of my jeans because I don't want to, you know. Yeah. I don't, wanna, I don't want the bulge. You just leave it back. back in the green room or whatever. Uh, yeah, let's just say let's just say it's in a safe place. Wallet, I don't want people key, phone, in my green keys, room. all goes in backstage. You get like a little bag or something, you keep it all in or... That's a great question, though. That I've never been asked that. When you perform, where's your wallet? We we ask a, Eric. We ask that one to everyone. You'd be surprised at some of the answers. Let me. And you know what? I will give you the honest answer: is that I don't have a wallet. Oh. And my people, my family, uh, they criticize me. Why don't you ever have? Why don't you have a wallet? Keep all your stuff together. The wallet is too thick. Like I have credit cards. I have my driver's license i have my medical card yeah. and have some cash do you just like put and it in a little thing on the back of your phone or something i just put it in my pocket i just oh. stack them up you there's got, a little stack of stuff like a clip not even a clip look this is my thing you just carry around a stack of stuff yeah very neat and compact you just carry your credit card see wow. look how slim that is you put that and, and that's in your, and pocket. your little stack of stuff you don't take on stage with you Sometimes and and if if I if I do it's in my back pocket so that people know my eyes are up here, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey man, hey. look up hey. here. Nothing to see down there. Eric, it, it was fun talking to you, man. We should do it again when the next one comes out. Oh, for sure, yeah. man. The next one I'm planning to be in Spanish, so Oh. You better start studying. Did, did you take Spanish? You're very good at Spanish, Eric. I guess you, you have you. a Spanish stepdad or something? My stepdad is Mexican, yes. And um, we didn't really, like, speak Spanish in the house. Yeah. Um, but, we, but you know, he, he did give me the cultura, the culture. Yeah. Uh, and I studied Spanish in school. So I studied it in high school, and it was my minor in college. So I became fluent. I lost fluency. I'm getting it back again. So that's how I speak Spanish. Eric, I took two years of German and I don't remember any of it. Well, now you know one word, Schwartz. Yeah, that's... that's Eric Schwartz, two words. Means black. It, 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 like yes. Dare D and Das, man. It's like a boys and girls for objects. It's weird. Yeah, well, well, you know, uh, German and Yiddish, which is like the Jewish... Um, slang kind of or like kind of uh i don't know i don't know how you would describe it it's a dead language but it's yiddish is a is a language that is like a combination of hebrew and german 
and there's a lot of similar words. So you can you can meet some nice bubbies if you know a little bit of uh, Yiddish. <laughs> the special it's called Delivery. It's on YouTube, November twenty fourth. Eric Schwartz, guys, uh, where, where should I send people, Eric? EricSchwartzLive.com? Perfect. And they can find anything they need. EricSchwartzLive.com. Find my tour dates. You can link to my Instagram, my YouTube, all that stuff. Go see them, guys. It's a whole thing. That's my tagline. <laughs> Eric Schwartz. I'm a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Eric, I appreciate your time, man. It was cool talking Thank to you. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck with the special and stuff, man. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you. Yeah, you too. Thank you. All right. Later. Take care. A few weeks ago, I went to the doctor for my checkup, and I and my doctor was asking me, like, you know, how's everything going? I said, I'm good. I have a little bit of a pain every once in a while, a pain in my nipple. It's weird. It, it's it's only there for a little bit. It goes away. And the doctor's like, oh, we should probably get that, uh, like get a, that checked out. Like a sting? Yeah like a, like, a, like a, yeah, like a sharp pain, like just in my nipple, like right in the nipple area. And I'm like, that's weird. It's right in my nipple. And uh, he's like, let's get that checked out. So I want to get that get looked at. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to order you an x-ray, but the x-ray is not going to find anything. It's just, just a formality because I want to get an ultrasound done, but they won't give me an ultrasound without doing an x-ray. So we'll schedule you for both and uh, <laughs> see what happens. So, so I said, okay. So I went in. Yeah. What's that? I said, who's paying for that? Well, I don't know. That Insurance, I guess. But so we'll see. But so they give me the x-ray. Obviously, they don't find anything. But I do the x-ray the same day. There's an x-ray lab right next door to the doctor's office. So I do the x-ray that day. They don't find anything. It's going to be for an ultrasound. So I leave work. I go to the ultrasound. It's at the Women's Imaging Center at the hospital. So I'm already like, okay, this is this is strange. I've been to the ultrasound place before where my wife was pregnant. Like, you know, yeah. put the jelly on her belly and sure. rub it on there to see where the baby was at. So I go into the Women's Imaging Center. And I'm sitting there with a bunch of women in the waiting room. And it was I already felt awkward, you know what I mean? So I I sit there, they're kind of looking at me strange, like maybe they think my wife's here, but they didn't see me walk in with anybody. So I'm just sitting there. And then they, they call me back. You're a creep. Yeah. I'm just there to check out all the titties. Yeah, the, you're, uh, you're here to pick up chicks. Pregnant ones at that. <laughs> so so they call me back and uh I go back into the room and the lady comes in and she says, Um, how long have you had the lump? And I was like, I, I don't I'm not, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not here for a lump. I don't have a lump on me. She goes, let's hold on. Let's just let the machine see what we see. And I'm like, holy shit. She thinks I have a lump on my breast. Like no one's even seen, like my doctor didn't see it. He just said, we'll get this looked at. He, no one ever like, so this lady's freaking me out. So, so that's why lays, you got the x-ray first, because people are like, what are you sending this dude here for? And it's like, well, yeah, so, but she says, she's like, how long have you had that lump? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. So she's like, all right, let's just, cause it's okay. Let's just we'll, see, we'll do the machine. We'll see what we see. Okay. So I take my shirt off. She lays me down there, puts the jelly on the thing. She's rubbing it around my nipple. It's very awkward. I'm like laying back and she's got this, like, you know, the thing on me. It's, yeah. you know, rubbing around. So she sees it. She's, you know, taking little pictures in the uh, on her computer there. She's pushing buttons and stuff. I'm just kind of laying there. And then she gets done and she goes, I'm going to show this to the doctor real quick. Just hang tight. I said, okay. So I'm sitting there and I text my wife and I'm like, man, she thinks I have a lump. Something was, she mentioned a lump, which made me think of like, you know, breast cancer or something. So I'm thinking, you know, whatever. It's weird. She comes back in and says, the doctor wants you to get a mammogram. <laughs> and I was like, 
are you serious? And she says, yeah, he wants you to get a mammogram. I go, I didn't know that was an option right now. She goes, well, not right now. We're going to send you back to the waiting room. And then when it's your turn, we'll call you back. And I go, I got to go back to the. So I put my shirt on, go back to the waiting room for a second time. Did you have to wipe the jelly off of you? Yeah. She gave me like a little like a paper towel to wipe that off. It it wiped off pretty, pretty, pretty clean, actually. So I, I, I put my shirt back on. I go back to the waiting room, sit there for another 15 minutes, freaked out. Then they call me back again, and I go back into the mammogram room with another lady who basically I have to take my shirt off and they they put me in this machine. I gotta hold on to this machine and put my 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 breasts into this machine. And they smoosh it, boob. don't they? Do they and they smoosh, smoosh it this way, up and down. Oh. And they turn it like 45 degree angle and they smoosh it sideways. And they did both. They did both of your your they did both. They I, did both. So I'm like you freaked know what it the fuck out. Is, is like it, it's the same cost to do both, so they just might as well buy one get one free. I, th- I had a yeah. coupon, so <laughs> and a promo code. But so they did both of them. It kind of hurts. I can imagine it hurts women. I mean, I don't. I, I, mean, I have man boobs, but not nearly as big as like some women's boobs. But it hurt. Yeah. So they squish me twice, four times actually, because they do two each side, and they send me back to the waiting room again for the third time. I'm in the waiting room. The people that are in the waiting room are probably like, "What the fuck is up with this guy?" So. <laughs> I'm in the waiting room appropriately freaked out. I've already been like, you know, I've had an ultrasound and a fucking mammogram. I thought I was leaving work for 20 minutes, by the way. I told my boss, I'll be back. I'm going to the doctor. I have a quick doctor's appointment. Meanwhile, an hour and a half later, and I'm waiting on the results of my mammogram. And then, so, yeah, you, you tell him you tell him where you were and what you were doing. And he says, no, you weren't. Yeah. So eventually they call me back. Hey, the doctor wants to talk to you now. I said, okay. So they lead me back this other hallway, this alternate hallway. And they said, okay, go ahead. And the doctor's in there. So I walk in this room, and this is a doctor sitting in this dark room with two computer monitors, vertical, and each one has a, an image on it. And was he smoking? In my, no, in my he head, wasn't, no, he wasn't in my smoking. Head he's smoking. Um, so he's got he's got the two monitors vertically. They're kind of like computer monitors, but they're sideways, and it has the images on them. And he says, hey, come in here, have a seat. Let's talk for a minute. And uh, he's like, well, what I've got up here, right here, this is your, these are the results of your mammograms here. This is the left one. This is the right one. And he starts pointing, you know, things out to me. Here's where we, we take the, we take this view here. And this is what this shows here. Oh, oh, by the way, we didn't find anything, anything abnormal or anything. Everything is good. But I'm like, holy shit, doc, you could have led with that, please. <laughs> like, so basically there was, he's like, everything was great. Nothing, nothing remarkable. Everything, you know, everything looked good. Uh, so just, uh, yeah, I wanted to call you in and, and let you know that. I'm like, well, I would tell you this. You scared the shit out of me because you walked me back here. I come into this dark room. You got these monitors here. And I'm thinking like, this is how it starts. This is the, this is the moment I find out I have cancer. It freaked me the fuck out. So they, did he tell you what it was? No, I still have the, I still have the pain every once in a while. And I think, it, you know, I, I, I did some more like doctor Googling and I think it might be related to like maybe drinking caffeine or something that could cause weird like shit. So I don't even know if it's anything yet. We haven't found anything else. He did more blood work and he's checking my, my vitamin B levels and stuff, but no, we haven't found anything, but we know what it's not. It's not breast cancer. And uh, I got a mammogram in October for, uh, you know, breast cancer awareness month. So I did my part. There you so go. give me the fucking pink ribbon. Uh, Rob uh, yeah. drunk just doesn't go to the doctor. Uh, that that's drunk's plan. He just doesn't go. I haven't been in about seventeen. Years. And I'll tell you what, uh, seventeen years. If if I went to the doctor, I I wouldn't bring up my weird nipple pain. I just I just assume I I I just live with that. Uh, it's weird though. It's just like it just every once in a while, it's like oh, I got a little sharp pain. 
I never expected that would get a mammogram that day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't tell the doctor anything. That's for him to figure out. <laughs> no, you gotta tell your doctor everything. Yeah, you've been there 17 years. You still gotta tell him. You don't even have a doctor. I'm an urgent care guy. Motherfucker takes my blood. He tells me. I'm not giving him any of my secrets. Oh, okay. I'll just have my pains and he can let me know. You know what I mean? Fair enough. So it's been 17 years since you've been to the doctor. Listen, I'm looking at you. You could probably be on blood pressure medication. I am. <laughs> <laughs> at the very least. I mean, I would, really, you know what I mean? Five milligrams or something a day I take. Uh, but yeah, no, I, last time I went was when I was just ending my parents' health insurance at 23. You have health insurance. Oh, you, right? you don't have health insurance, then, or you do? I do. You just don't oh. go. Uh, yeah, I've had health insurance for the last eleven years. Yeah. Well, you probably you probably pay for a yearly checkup at the very least. I mean, it's, it you wouldn't you know probably pay out of pocket for that. I have a health savings account. <laughs> wouldn't you buy band-aids at the end of the year? Like you have to use it up by the end of the year before no, it, like it, it rolls over. <laughs> it's gonna, probably got like thousands of dollars in it by now. <laughs> no, yeah, it's untaxable too. I got like yeah, there's a, it's a, there's a lot on my HSA. I got that's his retirement plan, Rob. <laughs> I got thousands and thousands of dollars. And the day he retires, he has a heart attack. Rob, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my work contributes four hundred dollars every six months of that. <laughs> Rob, I'm glad you don't have breast cancer, man. Me too. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it, guys. But you know what? I want to say this to all the guys out there: if you have, if you do see a lump on your breast, go get it checked out. Are you, you know what? are you supposed to do that? I know the ladies do. That's why we wear pink, right? You know what? I will tell you this. I, it does It does happen. It does happen in men. So, I mean, it's, if you feel something that you think is weird, I would go get it. I mean, heck, go get it checked out. What's the worst that could happen? You, you get should... a mammogram. I did. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah, my lady's always, it makes for a good my story. My always asking to feel her. And I'm like, oh, I don't think that's anything. Oh. But what do I know? What do you know? It's supposed to feel like a marble or something. I don't know. Take the you got a marble right. right there for reference, drunk. Yeah, uh, dr- Rob, I watched the the movie uh, Dumb Money. Is this your pick of the week? And yeah, Dumb Money is my pick of the week. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. It, it's a fun movie. Uh, it, it's about the the GameStop thing. Oh, okay. Uh, the that Paul Dano guy is in it. I like Paul Dano. Yeah. Shailene Woodley's in it too, right? Shailene Woodley's in it. Yeah. And uh, Pete Davidson, he's in fucking everything. What's this on? Where can I find this at? Uh, It's Hulu, right? Is it on Hulu? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's on Hulu, Rob. Uh, Dumb dumb Money. I know Rob's a pick of the week purist. So, drugs, pick of the week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm a snob for pick of the week. Let's uh, see where this is. No Hard Feelings, the Jennifer Lawrence movie pretty good all right it's pretty funny yeah. i saw that this week good. on the netflix so yeah R- rob in the discord server gets real salty when the drunk has a <laughs> less than stellar pick of the week i mean one of them one time was milk right like milk <laughs> my pick of the week i like milk <laughs> i love milk dude. and rob's right on it he's like this motherfucker made milk his pick of the week what I'm, am i gonna I'm do with that he also picks board. things that happened like that happened the next day, and you knowing the the uh, or you know pick something that happened the day before. My pick of the week is SummerSlam. It happened on Saturday. Meanwhile, well, you record on Tuesday, and the episode gets released two weeks later. Rob drunk, <laughs> drunk. He's he's not up on my release schedule. He just shows up. So uh, he I, I'm I'm purely talent. That's, uh, 
I kid, I kid because I care. You know that it's Absolutely. all just all right. You fucking and, and snob. You better, you, know you better have a good pick of the week here. I'd rather have somebody care than you know nobody care at all. So. That's true. That's true. So I was browsing through the Target app this weekend, and I noticed that there is a deal for three free months of Apple TV Plus. So hadn't had Apple TV Plus in a while. So I signed up for that bitch, and my wife and I binge watched season three of the Morning Show this weekend. I nice. think that's my pick of the week. Pretty good. Season three of the morning show, uh, even though it's outrageous and it's gone way off the rails. So the final episode just aired a week ago, so you can go on and watch the whole thing, probably only if you've watched seasons one and two, but um, the there, morning show, will there it's, be a season it's four? a, what's that? Will there be a season four? There will be a season four. It was greenlit for a season four before season three came. I don't know how they can do season four. I mean, season three, it, I mean, this thing is off the rails. If you're not familiar with it, it's an Apple TV plus uh, hour long drama about a fictional news network in new york city kind of like nbc abc cbs it stars jennifer Jennifer aniston Aniston. reese witherspoon um there was steve carell steve carell was on season one this new season has everything the internet was a buzz a few weeks ago apparently drunk jennifer aniston showed a titty what that's right it was jennifer aniston's titty debut on the morning show really yeah I didn't even catch that. There was a love scene, but I didn't even really notice it. It was uh, wasn't Rock. egregious. I didn't really notice it that, uh, that much. It was tasteful. It wasn't a foley. I, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like it. It was. Yeah, she had. A, well, I'm not gonna tell you who it was with, but I mean, th- this this season was crazy. I mean, it had like space travel. They January sixth. January sixth. <laughs> like. Capital riots, John Hams in it. Like it's it's insane. Rob, what happens is if Laura starts watching a show without me, I just don't see that show. Uh yeah. and she, Does she watches, watch the show. She watches the morning show. I I I do not. So um, yeah. I'll never see it. Uh, but I, I'm sure it's great. <laughs> it's I mean it's 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 so bad it's good. Oh, it's one of the point. it's like a nip tuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> My pick of the week is tuna. Yeah. <laughs> and Billy Crudup is great in it, too. He's, a, he's incredible in it. Guys, we did it. Uh, Eric Schwartz, is, uh, his uh, his special's out. Uh, so uh, check that out. It's on YouTube. I'll have a link in the show notes. Uh, hey, tweet him or something. Let him know you heard him here. Rob, thank you. Where should I send people for you? The not safe for water coolers? Or should I? Yeah, I guess so. I guess. I guess. At NSF Water Coolers on Twitter, maybe we'll make it. Maybe Shotsmiths could be around the corner. I guess, right? You and our, our I missed last year. Good buddy, uh, <laughs> everybody did. I think it was just the three of us. Jimmy Chads and Shannon. Shannon got married. Uh, happy, Shannon got hitched. Happy marriage, I guess. Jim Shannon. didn't lose the Hollywood Fantasy League. Did he come? Did he? He didn't come in last, right? What was the final second. result? Did he went? He came in first. Two he beat points. us by like. Two or three points. Yeah, it was. So he's in first. He came in first. No, he came in second. Delvin. A second. Delvin scored like 150, and like me and Jim both had like 60. And so you guys can't get kicked out of the your own league. So it's gonna be the same with three teams next. We just yeah, we just feel shame. So Uh, yeah, you'll you'll have to uh, you'll have to talk with Jim and and discuss strategy for your guys's team. Uh, Guys, we did it. Hell yeah. Thanks, Rob. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I'm Jill Dannon.
Thank you for listening to this installment of WFOD. If you enjoyed it, subscribe so you don't miss the next one on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, or your player of choice. While you're there, please take a moment to share a link, tell a friend, leave a review, or do any of the other things podcasts ask you to do. Our operation is 100% independent, so your support is appreciated. We don't advertise, so we rely on word of mouth to spread the gospel of the dub fod. The music featured in this podcast is provided by Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. You can leave us a question or comment via telephone on the hand hotline at 636-487-HAND or by email at mike at wfodshow.com. Special thanks, as always, to our Patreon sponsors, Assistant Treads, Benny Michaels, Brian Kranz, Liquid Lozenge, Valerie Carpenter, Jay Adson, and Rabbit Poundings. You can be a Patreon sponsor yourself for as little as a dollar a month and receive early access to episodes at patreon.com slash WFODicks. Our entire back catalog is available on WFODshow.com, as well as cola rankings, flat drunks, and more. Check us out on social media at WFODshow on Twitter and Instagram, or WFODicks on Facebook and YouTube. We'll be back next week, but really, we're never gone. Take care.